Welcome to Come On You Spurs TV, where we talk about everything Spurs. Today we are previewing the match between Liverpool and Tottenham, taking place on Sunday, kickoff 4.30 at Anfield. I've got Chuma with me on the line. Uh, guys, you got to tell us what you think about this new look. Uh, we'll talk about it on the other side in a minute. In the meantime, Come On You Spurs. Welcome back, welcome back, uh, welcome to Come On You Spurs TV, if this is your first time here, hit the subscribe button, like, comment, uh, leave us a, what, uh, a share, if you want to share with your colleagues and, you know, as much as possible, let this go viral, um, we love being here, and yeah, we talk about everything Spurs on this channel, uh, it's been going for a short while now, and uh, we're having fun all the way, today I've got Two more on the line with me. We are previewing the match between uh, Liverpool and Tottenham. Coming very, very hot on the heels of Ram Mason's debut uh, appearance. Well, second debut, if you like. Because <laughs> as interim manager after uh, selling his sucking. I know he was interim manager when uh, Jose Mourinho got sacked. Um at the tail end of a couple of years ago. Anyway, uh, we are here now. And uh, yes, how are you? Oh, I'm super, 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 super blessed, psyched for this, uh, for the weekend. Um, wonderful bank holiday. It's actually sunny. It's yeah. It's everything is everything is falling into into place. And 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 the draw against Manchester United did a lot to help that. So. As a Spurs fan, yeah, I'm I'm pretty optimistic. Yes, I mean, I I was um, well, we had the preview program. I had a Man U fan on the last one. Unfortunately, we haven't got a Liverpool fan on today's one, but it's okay. We we can live with that. Uh, we got you, we got me. So hey, <laughs> let's let's do this. <laughs> I, yeah. I know that. Uh, I mean, they they kind of gave me a bit of a good bad day because I didn't they? Because um, yeah, you did. Um, I was I was hoping that we would come away with a win on, on 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 that one. Okay, it was probably a tall order, given where we we're coming from, uh, off the back of a six-one dropping at um, St James's Park, and. Um, Few give us a chance to actually have a get a result from from, from this match. I mean, having gone two 0 down in the first half, and um, it was looking like, uh oh, here we go again, you know. But we managed to well salvage a draw. Is not quite the word. We actually turned it around quite well, and um, it could have gone it could have gone either way in the end. And I think probably it seemed like we seemed to be the t team likely to come up with the points, even though they had one a chance that they sort of. Um, I don't know how that that shot didn't go in from Fernandez, <laughs> but it proved to be crucial in the end to, exactly. to the results. Exactly. exactly. You saw I that match, didn't you? Yeah, those are. So I watched the. I didn't actually watch the game live. I watched it afterwards. So, um, right. But I was living. I was living through the WhatsApp group where right. I was. I was living through the WhatsApp group and. You know, first half, I saw the sentiments. Everyone was like, oh, God, same old, same old. I was actually kind of disappointed with the seeing the first half results being 2-0. Yeah. 
because I like the fact that Mason kept it the same and I like the fact that he put on Richarlison and not Kulisevsky and he played Richarlison on the left. My whole thing is I really support Ryan Mason. I, I support what he's doing because that squad was tailor-made for Antonio Conte. Now, there's an argument about his players, not his players, um, all that stuff. But they've been bred, they've been indoctrinated into Antonio Conte's methods. There's nothing Mason can do to turn it around so quickly. So, for me, it was just about the midfield and defence. And I think, especially Poro and, um, and Romero, there seems to be a bit of a breakdown between the two of them defensively. Not offensively, but defensively. And that's how Sancho scored. And, you know, for me, it was like, it showed a lot of result. That second half where they came out and they came out ready to play. Manchester United, the Bruno Fernandes chance apart, I think defensively Spurs were better than they were in the first half. And then they they were going for it. And that's, that's all we've ever asked as Spurs fans. Just go for it. It doesn't matter if you lose. Just show us you're going for it, especially with the environment being slightly toxic because of the uh, Daniel Levy out situation. Right. Game and, yeah. So it was it was such a huge turnaround. I was happy for Pedro Porro. Um, I was happy for Son because Son missed a guilt edge chance that honestly we wouldn't have forgiven him had we lost the game. Oh my God, Son, that's who you wanted to fall to. This was last season. He's lashing that at the top 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 corner and. Second chance, he did it next time. Dyer missed that wonderful free header, you know. So there were chances created. For the first time, it felt good to see chances created. They didn't drop their heads. They came out to fight, which is what fans have been calling for them to do. And I think, you know, there's that. there was that quote, I think, someone put on the group by Julia, Julian Nagelsmann, ironically, where he says, uh, football training is 30% tactics, but 70% like social competence and how man management. And you can tell that Mason has better man management skills, I think, in trying to get these guys to be more positive. Right? No, it was, it was a great ending to it. And I understood why he decided to settle for the draw. Because if we'd gone out fully, if you remember Brentford, the exact same thing. They got out and it, it, they now went full out. He had a lot of attackers on. One counter they scored. United were capable of doing that. So for me, I took the draw. Felt like a win. We won the second half. They won the first half. That's how I look at it. Yeah, um, fair enough. I think one of the things about Salah that match, if anything, was the fighting spirit. The fact that um, Mason's made some really good tactical changes and and substitutions at the key moments. And they seem to have paid off in, in, in the end. And... Also, the fact that um, kind of able to sort of perhaps get his message across to the team. But, I mean, you find the odd spot of criticism that says that, look, this is no different from what we have Conte when we always play first, second half and not very well in the first half. You know, well, how is this different from, from, from the other man? And the, no, the, the thing I would say about that is this, right? I mean, even though we went in, uh, 2-0 down in the first half. It wasn't like we didn't create chances as well. We actually created a few chances as well, you know. And those chances that they gone in, I mean, we were, they were talking something totally different now. I think Romero had a, a header, or was it, was it Longley against 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 
the bar. Longley had one. Perisic had a uh, chance that, yeah, at the hair. Yes, and Perisic had a chance that, that, that uh, the hair pushed out as well, you know, and if he had gone either side of the hair, that, that ball would have been, you know, but hey, um, it wasn't for lack of lack of creativity on our part to um, to, to 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 get to there. The, the sinking the sinking we still get is this right. Anytime we have a good team or a team that has got a strong uh, forward line come against our defense, we just seem to just not know what to do, especially where you have creative players. I mean, look at Isaac uh, against against our defense last week. Having said that. Isaac has been on good form, you know. The thing about it is, you know, a lot of people will feel, Isaac is, is, he was linked to Spurs a couple of seasons ago. He is a very good player. He he was seen as the heir to Ibrahimovic. He played for Malmo, moved to Dortmund. That boy is, you know, and in Spain, it's taken him a while to get acclimatized to the physicality of the English league. Mm-hmm. And the setup Newcastle have, makes it perfect for him it's almost like you know that gentleman down the road the legend that is there called marie a similar kind of flow just put him wide test your wide guys bring him in center and he will kill you and so he was yeah and we were fully set up but the thing i i feel is i've always said the same thing every single time midfield is the key to everything once your midfield is solid your defenders don't really have to kill themselves. And today I, I went on this whole mega tactics rant on the on the group. But it was mainly because I've been watching things on all the teams and everybody's copying the same system. It's like a box midfield where they're always four to outnumber the three in midfield because most teams are either playing four two three one or four three three. And everybody's copying the same thing to try and create except Spurs. Spurs are the only team I think that are not well, one of like four or five teams, and those other teams are bottom as well, or they are bottom, Spurs are not. But we're one of the only ones not adhering to this new thing where people are trying to create superiority. And it's something I think Mason is aware of. I don't think he can change that quickly. But it's something, like I said, I don't understand how the previous manager never adapted. There are so many things out there now that several managers are using. And they're doing the exact same things. All of them, the great Pep Guardiola is doing it now. And you're like, it's midfield. Once he owns your midfield, you're seeing it now. Stones is in midfield for City. Arteta is bringing Zinchenko in. De Zerbi is bringing in um, um, Veltman into midfield. Well, having said something. that, though, having said that, it wasn't like we didn't try that against City. I think the match won against City. We kind of pulled that into the middle when yeah, we yes, were wrong. yes. Yes, you know. but it's, it's different. So so what they did at City was different from what the other teams are doing, though it was a very brave move. And it was Mason, from all accounts, they said it was Mason that suggested it. Why don't you get him to mark their, 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 their 10? He's not doing anything where they're only playing one striker. Put him, and it was brilliant. It was a brilliant move. And I think Mason is capable of that. Unfortunately, the turnaround between Stellini leaving the United game and now the Liverpool game, I think with these kind of things, you need like a week. Like clear week preparation or two weeks. Ideally, right? Yeah, ideally to try and get these things to stick. You can only give the instructions and see. Also, the fact that um, Harry Kane dropped deep, and he dropped deep in a way very similar to how it was last season. He's tried to drop deep this season. It's worked a bit, but that United game, you saw 
the cane dropping deep of last season. And someone said, someone said, someone put it brilliantly. He said, the problem has not been Kane dropping deep. The problem was Son is out of form because Kane looks for Son. And a, and, a, and a fully firing Son, Kane would find him every time and score. But watch what's been happening. Son's been poor in possession. He's not running to certain spaces because he's, he's tentative. He said, but in that game, you saw Son sort of doing his thing and Kane found him twice and one was a goal. Could easily have been two goals for some, you know, and then on a good day. So, yeah, there, 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 there are these little bright shoots of of improvement a bit. Some people can say, "Oh, they didn't see anything," but I, I saw that in that second half. I thought, I thought, I watched it again and again, and I was like, "Yes, I can see, you know, different things." Pedro Porro, I still like him. I, I think he's a very good player. Um, that goal, that the technique in that goal. I mean, how many people can really just do that bounce? Hit under the full backs or wing backs. How many? Well, I think I think it wasn't just his technique. There was also Persic's technique as well to get the ball out across in the first place. Outside well. of the well, you know, it's Persic's it's Persic's job. Yeah, so. <laughs> but per- per- Persic as well. That was that was probably positionally that was probably Persic's best game for Spurs. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. He had a really good game. like three, four crosses. Yeah, two, three, four crosses. Perisic put in our head. Absolute blinders, and he saved the shot off the line. We've, got, we've kind of had sort of a mixed well, Romero bag, had a if you like, of form coming up to this match. If you look at both teams, and let's just have a quick look at the form guides just to see what where where both teams are in terms of uh, um, the, the form. I mean, if you, if you if you look at us, we've got one 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 of the last six games, you know, which even that one wasn't particularly inspiring. Uh, victory it was it was good victory in the sense that I mean we won I mean but a lot of people will tell you that we just script that win because a lot of the decisions went in our favour um, against Brighton and Hove Albion uh, obviously I think one of the things that got us into this position where the results leading up to up to up to even up to now I mean we're just almost like recovering or recuperating from. From a spate of uh, very poor form in the last what might call five six matches, I think the seeds of uh, regeneration, if you like, <laughs> or revival, mm-hmm. seem to have been planted in the second half of that game against Man United, and hope we, we hope we kick, kick on from, from there. I mean, talk talk us through the form if you if you don't mind. Uh, uh, well, 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 look looking at it, you can say you you first thing off the bat, you'd say well, Liverpool have won three, drawn two, lost one last six. Spurs have only won one, drawn three, lost two. Those draws, on a normal basis, those would have been wins for Spurs. Absolutely. And this is not me saying this, like, you know, to put down the teams, but if Spurs had been at their game, if Spurs had done what they should have done, those games, including the loss to Bournemouth as well, I counted that as well. Those are three games I expected full points from. And Everything else, they lost to Newcastle, not by the scoreline. I could have expected it to draw with United, yes. Even the win against Brighton, of course, like you said, many would say it was ill-deserved, you know. But then you look at you look at uh, Liverpool and you're seeing the win against Forest, it, it was squeaky bum. You know, the win against Everton deserved. They drew with Chelsea, they drew with Arsenal. And with all due respect, you know, you look at us and... I would compare us to a Chelsea. I wouldn't compare us to an Arsenal, but compare us to a Chelsea, like in terms of what, how we can apply ourselves. The teams that they've beaten, I think Spurs are way better than. So I, I wouldn't expect a, 
them to replicate that kind of thing against us. So it's going to be a very interesting match. As much as their form is, is, is brilliant going in, they have been susceptible to a lot of attacks and, you know, things happen to them. If, when they face, look at the, the, the matches where they've really suffered, Man City um, and Arsenal, they were up against a very, very good forward line. Tottenham have a very good forward line. Let's see what happens. Like you said, the only problem for us is midfield, but that also happens to be their problem as well. So we're evenly matched, even though they have the better form. Which kind of leads us to what I call like maybe like a predicted lineup for for us. I mean, if if you think about it, I mean, uh, we've got quite. I mean, the people, folks who are injured on on our team are probably those who are denoted in in um. In yellow. Um, so if if we look at this, we can sort of um, have what you might call like our own predicted line of guys who are watching us from home. Leave your comments in the comment section below and tell us whether or not you agree or disagree with our selection at the end of this. So uh, I think what what we'll do is uh, Chuma and I will we'll go for one player in I mean in, in and I think we're probably gonna go for a three four three four three formation you know as he's sort of deployed in the last uh, few matches and we found that um, them playing the four four three three hasn't quite worked well last time they tried against uh, uh, Newcastle was an abject disaster so I'm probably sure they won't try it again very very quickly you know but hey what do you think yeah, I, I like I said like I, I like I kept on saying on the group there's a way of playing 4-3-3 that could have worked. Unfortunately, Christian Stellini doesn't do that way. So it didn't work out, but they'll never go back. It's it's The team is built to play wing backs, stick to what you know till the end of the year. So very much 3-4-3. Yeah, but I mean, even then, if, even if we wanted to play, play a full back system at the moment, we probably don't have someone, well, probably don't have the personnel at this point in time. We may well do if maybe Davis was um, was what um, yeah. was uh, available. Um, yeah, I, may, I, may, perhaps maybe uh, Emerson. You know, um, I don't know. I don't know. I I so so when I say play four three three, like I said, the stuff I the stuff I'm into is very very weird, but it's lopsided. It's not the straightforward. You play two fullbacks. No, you can play wing backs. But what, where do you move the wing backs to? E.g. what Pep Guardiola and the rest of them are doing now. You turn your four defenders into three. One of your wing backs goes further forward to play in midfield. Someone like Pedro Porro. You play um, Davis as a wing back, but bring him back into the back three when you're in possession. It's just all these things are tactics that tactical managers are doing right now. They line up in one way, so you instantly think, oh, we're going to kill them. It's a 4 3 2. No. You're asking yourself how players like Carl Walker can play for Pep and stuff, but they're not playing where they're supposed to be playing. They're playing in midfield more. Why? It creates more numbers. Stellini and these guys are not tactically up to date with that, so they can't do that. It, it, your your personnel matters to a point, but the fact you have defenders, you even have Tanganga who's played fullback, so he could literally play right back and turn into a back three, moving your your and change the game. But unfortunately, we don't have. We've never trained those tactics at Spurs. So stick to back three, you know, same Dyer, same Romero, <laughs> same Longley. I think it's going to be Longley again, you know. Right. Um, so let's have a quick look at, at, the, at, at the potential lineup that we sort of say, okay, fine. 
field goal keeper. I think uh, Loris is still injured, according to reports. Yeah, so yeah. likely we'll have first time goal. Who, 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 by the way, made some really uh, important saves or, or, or played really well in the, in the last match. And one of the things about Foster in the last match, which a lot of people maybe didn't give me enough credit for, was the, the what you might call it, the dead starting goal that um, Fernandez uh, was was in on. Because if you think about it, one of the reasons why he tried to uh, get, it, get it up was because of Foster. Foster sort of made himself yeah. big. He's too, yeah, he's too tall. So he tried yeah. to get it, get it over him. So, which essentially, obviously... Narrowed, narrowed the angle for, to, to, to a large extent, yeah. so that sort of True. made him force him into that error, if you like, you know. So yes, I mean, good, 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 good play from from Foster. Thank you, right? And thank you for preserving um, <laughs> my birthday for making it the sad day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? Uh, in defense, I think you've got to play a back three, right? So who of this lot will be in that back three? Um, let's say, okay, let's say back five, if you like, including okay, Poros tomorrow is a dead certain in that position, right? Yep. Sanchez may, may be on the bench, yeah. So, yep. I think, yeah, Sanchez will go on the bench. Um, if we then say that, um, Romero will probably play in that role on the right hand side of, of, the, of, the, of the back three, right? Yes, indeed. And, uh, hmm, now. What do you think is going to happen here? Are they going to keep Dyer there? Or... He, he's, going, he's, he's going to play Dyer to the end of the season. Or you think he's he might go with Longley there and, and have Davis on the other side? No, he's not going to drop Dyer. That's, okay, so... that's where he plays favourites himself. He's not dropping Dyer and he's not dropping... The two undroppables are Dyer and Hoiberg. Okay, so who's going to play? Longley or Davis? I would say he's not going to. If he's not broke, don't try to fix it. So I think Davis will still be on the bench. Davis can be his little uh, impact substitute. God, David okay. can either go fullback or play left wing uh, central. So I think Longley. So yeah, and Perisic. And Perisic on the other side of, the, of that back five, right? Yep. Okay. Um, Sasino is injured. Taganga will probably be on the bench if he plays at all, right? Yeah. Uh, in the midfield, Pisuma is injured. So probably going to have a skip um, Hoiberg show, right? Yes, yes. Once again, yes. Um, Emerson is also injured. And Benton Coe is also injured. Leaves us with attack, I think. The only dead certain there is Kane. And it's between Kuliszewski, Richarlison, Danjuma, and Son. Now, he started with Richarlison at the last match. Away mm. at Anfield. Being an Everton, ex-Everton ex player. I think he might go on with Richardson again, start with Richardson again. Richardson, Richardson created a lot of problems for Manchester United. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think he's very low on confidence. And, but that, he, he was just meant to cause chaos and he did it very, very well. And once again, he's going to be do that again against Liverpool. And then the added bonus, like you said, of him being a former Evertonian, you know, I, yeah. I, every game I say he's going to score, this is game that is primed for him to score. And, right. um, and and if you play him on the left side, he takes advantage of Trent because I wrote it on the group that teams have been taking advantage of Trent Alexander-Arnold going into midfield more now. His wing is so open right now. And if you're playing someone like Richarlison there that can needle him, get him behind him, there's every opportunity that Richarlison can can score in that game. So, so yeah, Richarlison left side. on the bench, Richarlison playing that wing, right? 
Um, actually, well, yeah. Well, not playing Kulisevsky's wing, but playing Son's wing. Son is now playing right instead. But yeah. Right, okay. Be, uh, so he's, yeah, he's well, Trent, left side. Oh, Trent's right back, isn't he? Yeah. Yes, he's right back, yeah. So it's going to be facing right. Yeah, so Son that way, Danjuma bench. Danjuma and and uh, Kulisevsky, I think, will come on at some point. And they're good impact subs as well. So Oh, he was, he was brilliant. Kulisevsky did very well coming on. Yeah, he did. he did. He really did. Right, so there we are. Uh, that's what most likely the lineup would be. Um, tell us what you think, guys, from home. If you're watching this, um, we'd love to see your comments. And your thoughts on on our proposed lineup? Um, I think maybe I don't know. Kane will probably drop a little bit deeper, you know, and come um, yeah, from, yeah. from 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 the back. Right. So that's that looks like potentially what how the lineup what it, what is going to be like now. Um, scoreline, scoreline. Now it's it's a bit of a difficult one for 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 me i mean i'm not, I'm not I, I won't try, I'll try not, to, not to prejudge this you know, not, not, i won't influence you if you like you know <laughs> and and say that look uh, you know these things you know how, how these things work in reality um you may have all this best um play in the world and when when the, when the crunch comes you just don't get the chance to um do the thing you want to do because a lot of things uh, happen you know but liverpool on current form, how do you rate them? Because they're a really difficult team to play against, you know, because we, we haven't had a really, really good record up there, haven't have we, you know? And um, uh, it's I mean, for, it's going to be a tough, tough match, however you cut it. It's going to be a tough match. Um, yeah, I, um, the player who I've noticed that is really coming to the fore now is uh, Cody Gakko. He's, he's really embracing... The Premier League now, he's like he's like the player to watch out for in a very strange way. Salah's had an off form season, off form season where he still, I think, still scored more than twenty goals this season. But for someone like him, with his lofty standards, it's it's a bit low. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold is creating a lot of chances, but he's giving up defensively a lot of chances as well. It's not been the same for Liverpool, I think. It's not been no. the same. But so, so, sorry yeah, to interrupt you, but but. <sighs> You know, um, VVD, right, had this invisible thing about him when people sort of, <laughs> oh, this is Reggie Van Dijk, thinking, yes, he's, I mean, you can't beat it. But he's, he's been proven this season to be, like, not as good as, I mean, people make him out to be, you know? And he's, he's had a run around with quite a few players, hasn't he? Haven't, hasn't he? So what's, what, what do you reckon it's midfield, you know. It's the same. It's the same as you know. You're talking about Dyer. You're talking about Romero and all these guys. If you had wonderful protection and a midfield scheme that worked, I mean, to be not not to be disrespectful, but Spurs as bad as we've been defensively when Bentancur was playing, it wasn't really that bad. It wasn't really that bad. Why? Because Bentancur mops up very very well. Hoiberg can do his work hosting, knowing Bentancur is next to him. But once we had, so it's the same thing with all defenders. I look, when I rate defenders, I always like to see who's in front of you. If you don't have anyone solid in front of you and you're a great defender, then you're a great defender. When you have very great people and nothing really comes to you, and that's how I've always looked at Van Dyke. I like Van Dyke. I just never believed in the 
galactic greatest player, greatest defender thing. I've lived I've lived a life where I've seen great defenders. He's he's very, very good. He's great, but he's not one of those guys. And unfortunately, that's what the Premier League does to you at the point. Once your midfield lets you down, you get exposed. He's gotten exposed and he's getting dealt with. Like seriously. So that's it. It's, it's what Liverpool midfield will come out. That's what we should that's what Spurs should be afraid of. What midfielder if they come out a bit soft in midfield or light, mm-hmm. Spurs can take advantage. So if you're asking me for a prediction right now, believe it or not, I'm going to go Optimus Prime because I think everybody thinks Spurs are going to get thrashed or whatever. I'm going to come out with a 2-1 to Spurs. <laughs> I'm coming out 2-1 to Spurs. I, I don't know why. It's just been in my mind. 2-1 to Spurs. Okay. So. <laughs> you know, you know, I'd always favor that. <laughs> <laughs> It's an extension of the birthday weekend. So yes, let's 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 do this first. You know, it's fantastic. You know, um, we, we we go there, no fear, and hopefully try to build on on the uh, results. I say from the second half of, of last last the last game, and yeah, play a bit of front foot football. You never know what you get from it. You know, um, yeah, and Liverpool haven't been in that great form over the course of this season, even though the form seems to be picking up. You know. Uh, rather slowly as well, but hey, I think we we are also t- beginning to pick up, even, you know, albeit a little slow, and we've had a new new manager, maybe part of it has to do with the new manager bounce. Who knows, you know? Um, yeah, let's see Let's see how how it all unfolds. Scoreline, you said 2-1, I said 3-1 Tottenham. Tottenham, uh, sorry, Harry Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Kane and Dungeon to come on and score. I go three. <laughs> wow, that is, that is ambitious. But yeah, yeah, why not? Harry it's K- your birthday. Well, you know, Hurricane and Danjuma. Well, exactly. Richardson to score. Harry Kane and Danjuma. Well, exactly. Richardson to score. Yeah. I wish nothing. I wish. Yeah. I wish. Richardson, Kane, and Danjuma. Yes, that, those, those three. Wow. Oh, wow. Is he even yeah. predicting the score? Scorers? I, know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I like that. I like that. I like that. Uh, thank that. you so much. Um, thank you. We'll catch up on the. Uh, what's the word? We. Join us on the on the live stream on Sunday. Uh, I think it's uh, six thirty. The match ends, doesn't it? So it's at seven fifteen. Yeah. We'll have the um, we'll have the um, live stream uh, where we have the verdict. We do match analysis and talk about the key moments, and then hopefully you join us then. Yeah. In the meantime, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs.